0: Hey everybody, Dave Limberg in Hong Kong with another episode of THC Podcast. Uh, joining us today from a small country in the middle of Europe called Liechtenstein is an audio company called NTI. And NTI are doing audio analyzer uh, test and measurement systems. And we're going to find out all about their gear. Um, but without delay, let's not forget about ALTI, the Audio Loudspeaker Technology International Association. They're our sponsor and a great source of of networking and industry knowledge. Um, They do have an event coming up on June 5th and 6th in Vegas, a show back. So we encourage everybody to go out and get involved. It's right before Infocom this year. So that's a great event for everybody to get out and start networking again, because we all need to after being locked up for two years. So without delay, let's say hello to our panel. So Simon Weston in Japan, good afternoon, Simon. And a the big team, it's me and you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So, yeah, joining us today, Gregor Schmidl. Um, how are you doing today, Gregor? Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. Good. Thank you. Very good.
0: Okay. So, yeah, uh, NTI is a company, and before we start recording, they, they spawned out of a cable connector company called Neutrik about 20 plus years ago. And uh, yep. now they're doing uh, acoustic and audio test and noise measurement systems, uh, devices handheld that, that people might use uh, in, in defining how to I- install noise cancellation uh, issues inside auditoriums or maybe even measuring noise levels at airports, all kinds of interesting devices. So. So, Gregor, maybe where where would you like to start? Just maybe introducing the history of the company or walk through a presentation. How would you like to go through
1: this? Yeah, I think I got that covered in my presentation, so why don't we start with this one? Okay, let's go. All right. Okay. Okay, so you should see my presentation now. Yep, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, so NTI Audio, uh, let me give you a little bit of a, a history on where we came from, basically as... David already mentioned, came out of Neutrik, a connector company. Uh, So all in all, we're around in the industry since more than 30 years, uh, based in Liechtenstein, small little country between Austria and Switzerland. The products we sell are manufactured in Switzerland actually. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We do have a worldwide sales and support network, so we do have more than 60 partners worldwide. And we also have uh, our own companies, the NTI Audio branches all over the world. So starting from the West, there is NTI Audio America, uh, based in Portland, Oregon. There is the NTI UK in Stevenage, close to London. There's our latest member, NTI France, close to Lyon. NTI Germany in Essen. Then on the East, there is uh, our China base in Zucho, uh, Korea base in Seoul, and NTI Japan in uh, Tokyo. So the markets we serve, um, let me give you just a little bit of an overview about what we do. So first of all, there's live sound, of course. So anything that has to do with live, live, sound, live sound measurements or adjusting a sound system, but also monitoring a live sound event. That's a, a big requirement these days to have a, a documented uh, um, measurement on, on, moni- on, on live sound events, concerts, for example. Then there is the studio and broadcast uh, area where we actually test the equipment in studio and broadcast studios, broadcast uh, stations. There is uh, the cinema market uh, that could be home cinema, but also big commercial cinemas to calibrate those. Mm-hmm. There is a pro audio gear, uh, mixers, amplifiers, stuff like this. Then we have the market of speech intelligibility testing. That is a requirement for public announcement systems. It's mandatory for quite large venues, such as airports, mm-hmm. stadiums, evacuation systems. The area of uh, room and building acoustics. So what are the acoustic parameters of a room? How much sound insulation do I have between rooms and so on? And there's the area of unintended noise monitoring or traffic monitoring. So construction sites and such. Mm-hmm. And finally, the area of what we are talking today, are talking about the QC test system. So what is happening at an end of line of when you test an audio or an acoustic product. So loudspeaker QC testing, for example, any kind of playback devices, playback devices such as devices that have no dedicated audio input, for example but they produce their own output signals by themselves. So think about medical devices or home appliance and such. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, there's the market of mobile devices, uh, mobile phones, obviously, tablets, uh, notebooks and such. And of course, there's microphone testing. Not so much the traditional microphone as we see in the picture, but think about um, microphones uh, you find in smart devices like uh, for voice recognition, beamforming, hands-free systems. So those, that's actually the, the growing market in this area.
0: Oh, interesting. Is, is, so that, when, yeah. is, is that the, I mean, obviously the, the number of devices in smartphones is a lot larger than the number of airports in the world. So I have to imagine that's a growing <laughs> industry for you guys.
1: Yeah, it is a big industry. Actually, the, the MEMS market for market is, is a growing section. Yes, definitely.
0: So, okay. Yeah.
1: So what are the goals of a manufacturing test system? Uh, well, first of all, of course, reliably sort out effective devices, of course. Uh, we need to have a robust system with minimum downtime. So we need to be immune against environmental influences uh, such as noise temperature and such. Uh, we need consistent yielding qualities. We have to make sure that the accuracy and the precision of the, micro, of the uh, test system is adequate, especially if you have more than one test system or more than one production line, you need to have, make sure that they uh, deliver the same results. Mm-hmm. Of course, traceability of results, that's a big issue. And also delivering meaningful input for uh SBC, statistic process control systems. Furthermore, especially if you have multiple production lines, uh, possibly not at the same place, but spread across the globe, uh, there are such um, um, challenges to overcome that you really deliver the same result to have reproducible results on, on multiple production lines.
0: Uh, just for actually- just
1: for, Sorry, Gregor, yeah, just for our audience,
0: maybe, maybe tell everybody SPC system and, and myself.
1: Statistical <laughs> uh, so process control basically Okay. Means that you take your measurement data and check them in a way to verify that your production line is what it's supposed to do, that it's within its limits, within its oh. its spread, and if there's any any deviation, you can actually feedback that and make your conclusions on the production line. And such, for example, okay. if the um, sensitivity of your loudspeaker is is constantly um, Drifting away then you might have a problem with your with your magnet for example or if you have a new batch of material coming in and you notify it, some parameter is, is deviating then it's exactly uh, a hint that something in that new batch is different than it was before
0: okay
1: and that yeah. is a, a whole art actually a whole uh, science to m- make sure that the process the production process is in specification right it keeps that way.
0: So uh, identifying if it's intolerance as you intended from the beginning of the production with your first yeah. uh, test, test run, and then you start perhaps seeing outliers while you're producing numbers 1,000 through 2,000, you might have to stop and reset your line or adjust uh, the inputs.
1: Okay. Yeah. Very good. Okay, what kind of um, measurement parameters and, and metadata are we looking at? Well, course the usual ones we do frequency response, distortion response, impedance phase of acoustical devices. Uh, we measure the sensitivity of the acoustic component, whether it's a microphone or a loudspeaker. Um, then we have the process parameters, so parameters that are calculated out of, um, for example, impedance response, we get the TL small parameter, uh, polarity, the signal noise ratio, so all these parameters that are calculated out of measurements. Then if you think about microphone modules, for example, so a module that has multiple MEMS microphones on it, it might be of interest, what is the spread of parameters within the microphones on that module? For example, uh, think about a MEMS microphone module, it's quite important to make sure that the sensitivity of all of the microphones is within a certain spread. Mm-hmm. Not so much important how the absolute value is, but they need to make sure that the sensitivity, for example, is within plus minus 1 dB, and that actually makes sure that the voice recognition or the beamforming algorithm works properly. Okay. Then, of course, there's rub-and-buzz. rub and big topic on loudspeakers, any kind of electromechanical defect on the loudspeaker summarized as the term rub and um, there was other data, not directly audio data, but for example, sometimes it's interesting to measure how much current draws a, a certain device, uh, and also environmental conditions such as temperature, humidity, uh, barometric pressure might be of interest. Of interest in in certain manufacturing conditions. Mm-hmm. Now, here are a few examples on components and devices uh, that you find in in such uh, production lines. Of course, there's the regular standard loudspeaker driver. There's the headphone, the finished product, for example. There is active loudspeaker, loudspeaker systems. Um, That's, uh, for example, an overhead panel of a a car. And then specifically, mostly here are the microphones for the hands-free sets uh, built in. There are traditional microphones. There are MEMS microphone arrays, for example, such as as in finding a uh, personal assistant device. There are the classic uh, mobile devices, uh, mobile phones, tablets, and such. Um, There are um, personal assistant systems. Um, Think about Alexa. Mm -hmm. There is uh, medical devices. there might be a um, uh, AVS system. That's a system you find in electric cars, an acoustic vehicle alerting system. That's what it's called actually. That makes the beeping sound or the uh, simulating the sound for the motor um, when the electric car goes at low speed. So to make sure that pedestrians, for example, can recognize the car.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And there is household appliance. So anything basically that makes noise or uh, communicates to opera, to users. Um, where you need to make sure that it's understandable, or it's audible, or it's loud enough. So any kind of acoustic uh, criteria that needs to be tested. Okay. Now the way I've, I've shown these devices here actually divides them into two groups. Uh, and the first group is the so-called group we can measure with a method that is called closed loop measurements. Now closed loop is very easily, the test signal originates from the audio system. So it, from its generator, it's fed into the device on a test, and it's picked up again by a transducer, for example, a reference microphone, and then the signal goes back onto the analyzer. So that's a closed signal loop. So we generate the signal, the device on the test, analyzes uh, does whatever it does with it. The, we pick up the result, for example, through a, uh, microphone, and then the signal is measured in the audio analyzer. That's mm-hmm. the ideal situation we have. and That's what we traditionally think when we think about uh, audio testing. The other group is the so-called devices that we test with the open loop measurement technique. And that basically means we do not have a closed loop. So there is some interrupt. And mostly, these devices do not have a dedicated um, audio input. Think about uh, the the AVES device here. So that's a a little box that produces a signal um, that is um, driven by the speed of the electric car. So the slower the speed, the louder the sound gets. But there is no audio input. So we cannot feed a sign signal or sweep signal into that box. Mm So we have to make sure that the box itself or the device itself produces the test signal. And then we have to synchronize the audio analyzer to their test signal. That technique is called an open loop measurement. Let me explain uh, on these, these four examples how that works. So traditional closed loop measurements on a loudspeaker, very easy. The signal is generated by the audio analyzer. It goes through the loudspeaker on the test The sound is picked up by a measurement microphone and the result is then received by the audio analyzer and measurement results are calculated and presented. Similar on when we test a microphone, we produce the test signal and we go to a calibrated or monitored loudspeaker. The microphone on test um, picks up the signal and the results again are displayed and and, uh, calculated by the audio analyzer. Now, as an example, I use here a uh, Amazon Echo Dot, for example, Amazon Echo, whatever personal device. So we cannot feed a signal into that box um, to make it uh, sound on the loudspeaker. So we have to make the Amazon Echo in that case, play the testing by itself. And that can be done by by telling him to play a certain MP3 or WAV file that we have preloaded. So we tell them, play the test signal, the signal is played back and the measurement microphone picks up and the analyzer actually synchronizes to the test signal and the way we do that is that we have a little trigger sequence in front of the actual test signal that makes the analyzer aware that aha and now the testing actually started so we have to start analyzing and acquiring the data and finally the last one that's a similar application here actually we can also measure the microphone on the te- the microphone of this, this device here, uh, simply by um, playing the test signal towards the um, device on the test. The received test signal is then stored in the device and play back played back at a later time. And then again, the analyzer waits for the trigger sequence. And when it receives the trigger sequence, it immediately starts to acquire the test signal, and then finally analyzing and displaying the results. So again, the major difference between closed loop and open loop measurement, closed loop, we do the generation of the test signal uh, simultaneously with the analyzing, whereas when we have an open loop measurement, the signal generation and the uh, analyzing might be delayed by a few seconds or even a few minutes, depending on what kind of product we actually test
0: it's almost like there's a wake up se- sequence where yeah. you have yeah, this, yeah, this it's, preload it's almost it's almost like you say alexa to in to instigate the startup of it for the dot to to send the output um, and then on the receiver on the nti unit there's almost pseudo another sort of alexa code to say hey we've got something coming get ready to process it
1: very similar yeah yeah okay. instead of the the actual text alexa we just have a Uh, a sequence of of signals that we check for presence and others for non-presence. And when we see that pattern, we know now the trigger Mm -hmm. signal actually is is there. Right. Interesting. When you're uh,
2: in the open-loop microphone measurement, you're actually getting the return signal Mm -hmm. from the cloud. Uh, Is that quite a complicated process? Or how do you... uh...
1: In this... In this example here, yes, but there are other examples of devices where you can access uh, the device by um, USB, for example, and that makes it much easier. But for for the, for the Echo example, yes, that would be through the cloud. Others are easier to access. Uh, for, you can actually yeah, access the memory directly through a USB uh, interface and then play back the recorded test to the analyzer.
2: Maybe you're already going to talk about this next, but there's some uh, advantages and disadvantages or limitations with uh, open loop measurements compared to closed loop.
1: Well, open loop is a bit more complicated because you have to make sure that the trigger gets through. You have to handle timeouts. For example, if the device on the test is completely broken or not present or not connected, you have to handle somehow, there is no trigger coming for a certain amount of time. So after a defined timeout, you say, well, that's it, I'm not waiting any longer. I declare this one as, as fail or not present. Yeah. Um, but besides that, all the measurements you can do uh, on closed loop measurements, you can also do an open loop measurements. Okay. Now let's have a look at the hardware platform you're using to perform those tests. The audio analyzer we're using for those production tests is the uh, Flexus FX100 audio analyzer in our product portfolio. This is a desktop uh, analyzer. It's a modular analyzer. In its base version, it comes with two analog inputs and outputs, and we can actually apply additional modules as required by the application. So here's the base version. We have a two-channel generator with balanced and unbalanced outputs. The same for the input, two-channel analyzer with balanced and unbalanced inputs. And here we are able to apply um, different um, modules as, as the re-application requires. So there is loudspeaker impedance modules, there are D-class filters for testing amplifiers. There's multiple uh, input and output Uh, connectors if you need to have more uh, connectors actually and also there's a digital audio card that allows to measure and produce digital audio signals. The device is controlled by a PC um, and important to tell is that all signal processing is performed in the analyzer not on the PC. So the the, uh, speed of the Test measurement, uh, the test measurement result calculation is not depending on PC speed, but it's really everything is done inside the box using powerful DSPs. Hmm. On the software side, we have a variety of software solutions to control the FX100. There is the FX control software, that's the software that comes with every FX100 allowing you to fully configure the uh, FX100 Audio Analyzer to perform all these measurements, to apply pass-fail limits, to also sequence measurements without using actually a programming language. So you can do control uh, sequences in FX control only by using the graphic GUI here. There is a dedicated loudspeaker test software called RT Speaker that actually deals only with loudspeaker measurements in production lines. So this one all only talks loudspeaker language. There's an equivalent uh, for microphones that is only dealing with microphone measurements. And finally, for customers who wants to uh, include the FX100 into their own um, Program solution. We have a .NET API that allows the user to control the device through any .NET language, including LabVIEW, also. Okay. That's the measurement part we have. We've talked so far, but there are more things to consider when it comes to manage a production line. So you have to define the exact test parameters, especially if it's a time sensitive production line, you have to optimize the tests to um, get maximum throughput. You have to manage your limit definition to reach a um, decent yield rate. You have to take care about the acoustical test chick design. So that's a, a big one actually that makes a, a lot of difference, especially also if you have multiple production lines. you have to be able to produce those test chicks multiple times so that they really produce the same acoustic conditions. Mm-hmm. You have to take care about calibration and maintenance. Uh, also, especially if you have multiple production lines, you have to make sure that these devices are really uh, produce the same kind of measurements. And of course, you have to deal with minimizing operator errors and also handle environmental influences such as temperature deviations, uh, humidity deviations. And of course, also disaster handling is a big one. So you need to make sure that in case something goes wrong, you need to be able to react pretty quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, people, people listening, just to kind of give perspective if you've got like four or five production lines running and you have a specific jig to measure a speaker and you you've got mm-hmm. the operators mounting it into that jig and it has to be calib the machine has to be equally calibrated to production lines two, three, and four and just the positioning of it. And so yeah. people can start to imagine the, the the possibilities of errors you know get yeah. very high. So getting this down to a science is is something very really yeah, special.
1: You- yeah, you don't want to have different limit definitions on different production lines. You want to have to unified that. So the the way to do that is really to produce uh, acoustic test systems that exactly deliver the same result at every station at every location. Also,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all right, that's it uh, for now. So I'm happy to continue to chat with you guys.
0: Okay.
2: So you mentioned anyway the uh, all the processing is done in the FX100. Could you elaborate yes. a little bit on, more about the architecture of that, or uh, what uh, was well, important about that?
1: Well, as, as mentioned already, the devices device is a modular device. So we have uh, cards that we slide into the uh, mainframe, and there are dedicated uh, generator cards, analyzer cards, and each of them have their own DSP and The control of all these, the workflow, uh, the flow of measurements is also controlled by another controller that also deals with the communication to the outside. And that also handles any additional module that is plugged in, for example, a speaker impedance module with a built-in amplifier. If it detects that, then all the functionality is available to the software that controls the unit.
2: What do you think is the advantage of that architecture compared to, say, uh, I guess, soundcheck that is uh, Mm PC-based processing?
1: Well, the advantage is that everything is in one box. The box is calibrated. The box has a calibration certificate. And especially if you have multiple lines, then this is an advantage in my opinion. There is no influence if the PC has a update on its uh, antivirus software, if the computer power is not available for, for, mm. for the same amount, then it doesn't matter. The DSP doesn't care about it. The DSP delivers the same result in the same time, every, any time.
0: Okay, and for, for customers' technical support, I mean, geographically, it looks like you guys mm-hmm. are well covered in terms of where cars, or audio systems are built globally. Right, and, yeah. And are you, are you able to, to, you obviously can send somebody on location in a, in a real crisis. Mm-hmm. Do you have also the ability to support people uh, over remote support and uh, as such?
1: Yeah, obviously, that's, that's what we've done a lot the last few years. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a mix on, on, on being on-site, uh, one of our partners, or doing that uh, uh, over any remote control to team or any desk or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what And what, what extent
2: do you get involved to... with, as uh, so you mentioned about the test fixtures having a big influence, mm-hmm. uh, to what extent do you get involved in that?
1: Um, we don't develop the test fixtures by ourselves, uh, but we have a number of partners who are specialized in that. So for most of our locations where we have NTI audio offices, we have a partner that is able to provide that kind of knowledge. And for those we have done a couple of projects together, we can recommend them to customers. Sometimes also the customer itself has already something or has a partner or has knowledge inside their company. So it's always a a mixture of of that. Um, And yeah, there are different variations, but ideally uh, we use an external partner that is specialized in building a test checks and uh, knows what to look for when he does that because that's not a very easy task. Um, so, yeah, that's the way we, we provide that kind of solution. All right.
0: Okay, that's some interesting stuff. Uh, I think it's um, not exactly what I expected watching your, uh, your existing okay. webinars on the, on the, the YouTube, but uh, anybody watching, there's a ton of contents on YouTube from, from N- NTI about some of the different products they do and the different markets they service. So there's a lot more interesting stuff that these guys do besides uh, testing for uh, loudspeakers and microphone systems. So encourage everybody to take a look there. And I guess, Simon, if you had no more questions, we could wrap it up for today.
2: I think we've covered it.
0: Okay. So yeah, Gregor, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll put the contact information uh, for NTI in the description below. So everybody right. please like, subscribe and share and all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for watching. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.